Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. So let's get started. As I said, you know, we're starting a brand new series. If you're joining us online, welcome. If you're in person, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. And so I just want to break down this series before we actually get into it. It's called Mastermind, right? And it's change your thinking and change your life. See, for many of us, we struggle with our thought life, right? All of us have different thoughts that go through our mind. And For most of us, we understand that thoughts have the power to shape our life. And so it's imperative for all of us to be able to get hold of our thinking, because if we get hold of our thinking, we're able to live a life that's more successful. And who's interested in living a successful life? I'm sure you are. I certainly am interested in living a successful life. We all want to have productive areas in our life. But most of us, if we've struggled with some things, we've struggled with anxiety, we've struggled with depression, we've struggled with thoughts that sometimes come into our head, thoughts of anger, maybe hatred, frustration, depression, all these things that sometimes we battle with on a daily basis, or sometimes it goes on for years, right? We struggle with this over and over again. And so today, I really want to help you because this series is going to help liberate us from these negative thoughts and help propel us into a season of productive and successful living. That's good. I'm hopeful for that. And I hope you're hopeful for that as well. So I want you to make a commitment to yourself. All right? And that commitment is that you're going to be here through this series because this series is going to help you with your thinking. And if it's helping you with your thinking, it's going to help you with your living. Right? So we wrestle with these thoughts, right? Maybe in your life, you've had a situation that you have not got over yet. Something drastic that's put you in a box or held you hostage or held you in a place where you can't feel like you move forward in life. Maybe someone said something to you in your life that you have this thought that you're carrying with you and it's been carrying with you a while and you want to break out of it. You want to be free from this thought, but it's like a bad movie that's on repeat in your mind. It just keeps going on and on and on and you just can't press stop or pause on it. It just won't let you go. And we struggle with our mental health. We struggle with our, our way of living because oftentimes thoughts shape our life. Thoughts shape our thinking. Maybe someone said something hurtful to you. Maybe it was in church. Maybe it was at work. Maybe it was a friend or a family member that has said something in your life that's caused you to carry something with you that you don't necessarily have to carry in your life. And it's shaped you because now you're thinking things that, about yourself that's not necessarily true. And you're shaped by these negative thinkings because it's really, really pulling you down. It keeps playing over and over in your mind. Maybe someone you respected in your life said something to you, and maybe they didn't even mean to, but that thought has held you captive. And so, if you know someone, bring them along, and make sure that you're here, because this is going to help set you free. And so the title that I have for you this morning is called Prison Break. And it's our first episode of Mastermind. If you've been hurt in church, if you've been hurt at work, if you've been hurt in your family, wherever it may be, something has shaped you. I want you to make a commitment. I'll say it again. I want you to make a commitment to yourself to make sure you don't miss a single episode of this series because it's going to help propel you forward. So let me start by giving you the story. And many of you might have heard this because I've told it to you before. But this happened to me when I was about 17 years old. And thoughts that were put into my head or an experience that happened in my life has shaped me so much so that it still reverberates in my life even today. And it's been more than 30 years 
but it still has a profound effect on my life. And I've tried to get over it and tried to move ahead of it, but it still comes back now and then and begins to just make me feel depressed and a bit sad. And it happened when I was in high school, you know. I wasn't great at math, and math wasn't my favorite subject. I hated it. And part of the reason I hated it because my math teacher wasn't the nicest person. Now, I'm sure a lot of you hate your math teachers, <laughs> and it may be rightly so, but my particular math teacher didn't really have great affection for me. And it's not like I'm asking for anything extra, but... It went overboard more than that because oftentimes she would go and say, you know, you, you should be able to do this. And to go to the point where she actually called me dumb in front of the whole class. Right? And it wasn't an enjoyable experience. In fact, it made me hate math even more. I didn't even want to go to the class. And I didn't apply myself. You know, if that's what you think, I'm not even going to try and make any effort in it at all. And it got so bad that... She used me as an example for other people. She'd be like, and she started telling other people in other classes, you know, if you can't do math, you're going to be as dumb as Gregory. And that really affected me. And even today, I despise math. It's not something that I really like. But that thought has been with me for more than 30 years. And even today, as I'm talking to you about it now, it's still there, it's still in my mind, it's still affecting me, it's still being carried with me. And, I, and maybe you don't have the same experience that I've had, but you've had a similar experience in your life. Maybe someone, a parent, a father, a mother, a workmate, a boss, a friend, said something to you that has been rattling around in your mind for a very long time. Maybe it's an experience you've had in your life. You've gone through a traumatic experience. You've been through a situation that's held you down and held you captive. And you feel like you can't move ahead in life because this thing is just weighing you down. It's like a burden you have to carry with you all the time. And you just can't be free. You want to be free. You want to be able to live and have success in life. But it feels like every time you want to move forward, this thing is just holding you back. It's crippling you. It's holding you back. First of all, let me assure you that you are not alone. You don't have to be alone in this situation because like everyone else, we've all been through something similar. Secondly, let me encourage you in the knowledge that you are not the person that they said you were. And thirdly, let me help you navigate out of this minefield in your mind. Are you ready? Yes. To do that, I want to introduce you or remind you of one of the most compelling and extraordinary characters we find in Scripture. His name is Paul, and he was a passionate Jesus follower. He didn't start out that way, mind you. In fact, he was the opposite. He was actually hunting down and trying to exterminate everyone that followed Jesus. Because he hated them and he called them the sect of Nazarene. Because of course Jesus came from Nazareth. And he wanted to really eliminate them. And he's, but here's the thing. Paul did not start out the amazing person he was at the end of his life. When we encounter him in the scriptures, he's really out there trying to dispel and, and push away and eradicate everyone that followed Jesus. And he had some very negative thoughts about these Christ followers. In fact, he thought very badly of them. He thought they were actually against God and he thought that they shouldn't exist and he thought that they, they were really needed to be exterminated, that they belong in prison, they shouldn't be out there doing anything. He had very negative thinking about these people. But the amazing thing about Paul, as we look through the scriptures, is that he went through similar experiences we go through. When he came to follow Jesus... He went to other Christ followers, but he wasn't accepted. He wasn't embraced. He wasn't loved and, and brought into, into the you know, fellowship as the way he thought it was. In fact, he was ostracized. The people that he thought he was working for, the Pharisees, they wanted to kill him. And Paul, you know, he didn't know who he could trust. He was betrayed on. He was lied on. And so many things went through. And he was misjudged by even fellow believers. 
But yet, the amazing thing about Paul is that he learned how to overcome the battle of his mind. And so Paul is going to help us on this journey that all of us have to go through because if he overcame the battle of his mind, that means we can overcome the battle in our mind. And he is going to help us navigate through and show us how to actually get victory in our thought life and therefore change our living. So he battled, you see, Paul battled, he won, he lost, he struggled, he overcame, but he learned through experience that he could take ground in his mind, that he could be victorious in his mind, that he could actually be the one or be the person that God had called him to be without having the burden of living under the oppressive thoughts of negativity, frustration, pain, anger, and hatred. So he's going to guide us through. So let's look at some of the words that Paul actually wrote to us. And here's his words of introduction to about, about thinking. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, this is what he says. He starts off it this way. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Right? He says, we live in our world, and you know, all of you experience this, we're living in our current world, but we don't have to have the same thinking as people out there that don't know Jesus. We do not have to fight the battle of our mind in the same way that people out there fight the battle of our mind. For those of us that know Jesus, the those of us are Christ followers, we actually have a different component that we actually possess that other people do not possess. The weapons that we fight with, for those of you that are Christ followers, you have access to a supernatural power from the kingdom of heaven. God has endued us with some supreme authority and he's given us the ability to actually overcome these situations in our life. So the weapons that we fight with are not ordinary weapons out there. In fact, it's not a physical weapon. It's a mental thing. It's a spirit thing. It's an endued power, divine power that comes from God. It's power that Jesus actually pours into his church. It's a divine power. Do you believe that? See, this is what scripture tells us. We have access to a different kind of power to help us overcome. We don't have to battle the same way other people do. The Greek word that's translated as power is the word dudamis. And it's where we get the word dynamite from and the word dynamite is an explosive right so what Paul is trying to communicate to us is that God has given us an explosive power that's able to help us break out of every negative situation that comes into our life it's the dunamis divine power that God gives us and so we don't have to fight the same way we don't have to battle the same way because we have been given access to a heavenly power he continues this he says in in verse 4 the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds right think about that just for a second they have divine power to demolish strongholds Now I want to notice two things in that. First of all, it says that we have divine power. We possess this power to demolish, to destroy, to eradicate. And what do we eradicate? A stronghold, right? Now this is not a word that we use in everyday vernacular. It's not a word that you go up to and use all the time. But what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a Greek word that comes from the word ochirima, And it means a fortified prison. Right? Now some of you can identify with this because your thoughts have you in prison. You might be free physically, but mentally you're locked in a prison cell that seems to not able you to get free from this thought These words, the situation, it's holding you captive. And no matter what you try in life, no matter where you go in life, it feels like you're under lock and key. Can some of you identify with that? 
See, one commentary says about this. It says, what is a stronghold? A stronghold is a fortified prison. Your prisoner locked by deception. You've believed lies that have been put into you. And this prison bar, these prison walls, actually the lies that the enemy has built around you to hold you captive. You're in this prison of your mind. Held captive by negative thinking, lies, and deception. Our enemy tries to shape our thinking because if he changes our thinking, he's held you captive and you cannot be what you're supposed to be because your thinking has negatively impacted your life and put you under a stronghold. You're locked in. What does the enemy tell us? That person, they hate you. They don't like you. They don't trust you. In fact, you can't trust people because they're not for you. You can't really show yourself to them. They can't expose you know, your secrets. You don't want to share anything about your life. You want to be isolated. You want to be alone. Because as soon as you try to connect with people, they're going to betray you. God doesn't love you. God doesn't care for you. You know, He doesn't hear your prayers. It doesn't matter how much you've prayed. He's not going to listen to you. Because look at your life. You're miserable, right? Look at what you do. Why would God listen to you? You're never going to get over this. Because you deserve it. Because you're a bad person. So why would anything good happen to you? Your life is always going to be this way. You're always going to be hurting. In fact, you're the one that caused the problem. So why should you not feel guilty? You did it. So you deserve this pain. You deserve this situation. You should be unhappy. You're the one that hurt people. No one likes you. You deserve all that you're getting. You deserve the pain. Whatever it is, then he lies to you and lies to you and lies to you and lies to you. And every time you believe the lies, you're putting more bars in front of your life. You're holding yourself captive under this negative thought pattern and the lies of deception that have come into your life. And you put yourself in a prison of your mind. And these are the lies that build your prison walls. These are the lies that hold you captive. And you cannot be free. It's locked you in and you cannot get out. You're walking around, you're talking to people, but you're still locked in a prison of your mind. Paul knew this because he experienced it in his life. He went through situations where he was rejected. He went through situations where he was hunted down. He went through situations where he was abandoned and alone and he felt like no one cared about him. But he gives us the keys to break out of this prison cell. He wants us, like him, To break out of this prison. And this is what he says to us. In verse 5. How do we do this? We demolish arguments. And every pretension. That sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive. Every thought. And make it obedient to Christ. Now, you might not understand the gravity of that situation, but this is what he's saying. He said, we demolish, we crush, we vanquish, we destroy, we demolish every thought that is not from God. We destroy it. Every pretension, any thought that comes under the guise that's something good. You know, sometimes people act and say things to you like they're giving you good advice, but it's actually putting you down. So it's a pretension. It's saying, oh, we're trying to help you, but you're not trying to help you really. We want you to make you feel bad. We're actually trying to put you down, but we're putting it in a good way. But we vanquish every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Because this is the battle. We wrestle with thoughts that come from God and thoughts that come from the enemy. We wrestle with thoughts that are good and bad. And it happens in our mind. And it holds us captive. 
Anything that is not of God, well, we have the power. Remember, we have the divine power to crush it, to vanquish it, to demolish it, to obliterate it. The reason we can do that is because God has given us from heaven supernatural, divine, dudamous, dynamite power to break the lock of the prison cell and to set us free. And let's be honest. A lot of us, we've struggled with days and months and sometimes years with going through this thing. And we want to be free, don't we? But we've held captive. And to be honest, let's not be sugarcoat this because sometimes it's difficult. It's hard. It's not so easy to say, well, you know, I've had this negative experience in my life just as I was sharing with you. 30 years ago, I'm still trying to help overcome that situation i'm not free yet from it i'll be honest with you but i'm working towards it and sometimes it takes a long time this is not one dose and you're free and i want to share with you how that can happen see anytime the enemy tells us lies or deception comes into our life how do we set ourselves free The only way that will set us free is if we have a counter-agent to break the lies of the enemy. And the only counter-agent that we have is God's truth. That's what's going to help break us free. That's the dynamite that we have that will break open the prison cell. God's word, that's what Paul is trying to communicate. God's word is the key To our prison break. And we have the power to crush everything that does not come in line with God's truth. But you need to know God's truth in order for it to be effective in your life. Because only then we can take captive every thought, every word, and make it come into obedience of Christ. So when you hear the lie, you need God's word to counteract it. When you hear the lie that you're not good enough, God says, well, that you are more than capable. When you hear the lie that you'll never make it, God says, I'm with you and that you are more than a conqueror. God's word is going to remind you of who you are. Not what they said, not what people said, not what the enemy said, but who he thinks you are and what he believes about you. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to learn how to listen and recognize every thought that is not from God. And how we're going to capture it and bring it into the obedience of Christ. Why does this matter? This matters because the life that you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. The life that you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. And your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And if you want to change your life, you have to change your thinking. I would love for you to write this down. It's so important. Write it down on a post-it note. Take a picture of it. Put it as your wallpaper. Write it up. Put it on your, on your fridge or put it on your mirror. When you get up in the morning, you can remind yourself of this thought. And I'll repeat it for you again. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Where is your strongest thoughts? Is it dwelling in negativity? Is it dwelling on positivity? Is it thinking good things about yourself or bad things about yourself? Because your life is going to move in the direction of your strongest thoughts or your repetitive thoughts. So if you're always thinking bad things about yourself, guess what's going to happen in your life? That's the direction you're going to be moving in. If you're thinking good things about your life, that's where the direction of your life is always going to go. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Write it down. This is echoed in scripture because Proverbs Solomon who writes this says, As a man thinks, so he is. For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. That's what the scriptures tell us. Just as much as what you think about yourself, that's what you're going to become. If you think of yourself that you're not capable, guess what happens? You will think yourself not capable, you will not be capable. Just as you think about yourself, you'll become. 
Your thoughts can shape your life for bad or good. If you allow negative thoughts to consume you, you will end up believing that's who you are. If you allow God's thoughts to marinate in you, then you become what God wants you to become. You think you can't, you probably won't. You think you can, you probably will. It's like the little engine that could. You know what I'm saying? I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And he could. And if we tell ourselves, I think I can. You know how many people I see say, I can't do this. I don't think I can do that. That's the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Because you know what they're doing? They're already setting themselves up for failure. I don't think I can do this. I'm not capable enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. Whatever it is, as soon as you speak that, your thought process says that's who you are. If you dwell on problems, they will overwhelm you. If you look for solutions, you'll find it. If you feel like a victim, you'll become one. If you believe you can overcome, you will. When you're looking for solutions and looking for God's work, you'll find solutions and see God at work. What do we know about our thoughts? For almost all of us, in almost every situation, most of our life's battles are won and lost in our mind before they happen in our life. The mind is actually our battlefield. God's truth about you and Satan's lies about you. That's where we fight. A war between God's truth and between the enemy's deception. And the only thing that's going to help free you is God's truth. God uses his words to bring life into us and set us free. The enemy uses lies to lock us down and hold us captive and not enable us to do anything we're able to do. And so what I want you to learn is to start listening to God's words about you and not the enemy's lies about you. What I want to encourage you to do as we build this foundation in our message series is think about what you think about. Just for a second, think about what you actually think about in your life. What did you think about this week? What do you think about yourself this week? Was it a positive thing? Were you moving in the direction of positivity about yourself or negativity about yourself? Think about the last few days. What did you really think about yourself? I'm going to ask you to measure those thoughts in just a second. Let's call it a thought review. And I want to give you three extremes to think about and what you've been thinking about. And I want to go through them briefly, and you'll have a moment just to think about what you actually thought about. On the screen, you're going to see a bar, and there's an indicator right in the middle. I want you to see where you actually are. On the left side, we have worried, which means you're worried about what's going to happen tomorrow, what people think about you. Maybe what your kid's future is going to be like. What your future is going to be like. Do you have enough money? Is there going to be a job? Your health? All of these things. What are you worried about? And on the right side is peaceful. Peaceful because you're secure in God's promises. What God says about you is going to happen. You can trust Him. You can believe Him. You can rest in Him. On the left side we have negativity. Critical people. Finding fault. You know discontented, busy, life is hard, life is difficult. On the positive side, you believe the best of people. You believe life is good, that there's a good future. Things are going to work out. Left side, you have material, which is a mind consumed with you know, your possessions and what you have. And if you don't have enough and your bank account, if is it good enough, is it bad enough? On the right side, you have eternal which is you believe that God has given you gifts, God has given you sufficient, God's able to bless you, God's able to encourage you. Whatever God has given you, you are well able to succeed. Now I want you to put yourself, and this is a thought for yourself, where are you on that scale? Are you, the little indicator, are you more this side or are you more this side? For one second, where do you think you are? Now a second question, where do you want to be? More towards this side, more towards that side. So here's the question then. What are you going to do 
to move yourself over to the place you want to be. Because here's that part again. Your life is going to move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Right? If you're thinking negative stuff, guess where your thought life and your life is going to head? Guess if you're thinking good things, guess where your life is is going to head? Because your life is going to move in the direction of your strongest thought. In other words, what comes into your mind comes out of your life. Right? What comes into your mind comes out of your life. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you have, no matter what you buy, no matter where you live, no matter where you travel, you cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. You cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. Your thoughts matter. Let me say it one more time so you get it. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So are you happy? Are you blessed? Are you encouraged with the thoughts that you have? Is your thinking good or do you have stinking thinking? (laughs) Right? Where is your life headed? I have a long way to go myself in letting God renew my mind. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to myself just as much. I'm learning to retrain my mind off the lies of the enemy and into God's truth. It has to happen every day. It has to happen every moment. But when you start to do this, it can change the trajectory of your life. It can start moving you in the direction you want to go. You know, the reality is that there have been many negative things that have come into my life. Not all of it has been positive. And as many of you know, I'm, as a leader, I'm always second-guessed. Every decision I make is debated, is discussed. When people go home, they sit around, they talk about it. Then they share it with other people, and discuss it. No matter where you go. And I know that as a leader, not everyone likes me. That's just life. Not everyone likes you. Whether you believe that or you don't, I don't know. It's true. Because not everyone in our world is going to love us and like us. That's okay. Not everyone has to love you. Not everyone has to like you. But here's the most important fact. God is madly in love with you. And that's what's most important. You know... In my life, I've been lied on, I've been betrayed, I've been talked about. People say it all the time. They go behind my back, they've hurt me, they've hurt my wife, they've talked about my marriage, they've tried to destroy the marriage, they've tried to destroy this church, they've tried to destroy people in this church, and they're doing it even now. And if those thoughts were all the thoughts that I had to shape my world, I would have given up a long time ago. I would have quit. And I came close to quitting. I'm going to be honest with you. Really close. Closer than you can possibly imagine. But I thank God that he reminded me of what he thinks about me. And when he thinks about me, it's important. Because I would have quit a long time ago. Let me be honest with you. In trans- I would have. And those people out there still talking? Absolutely, to this day. But I'm not going to allow those thoughts to shape my life. I'm not going to allow those words to become what I believe about myself. When God's word tells me that I love you, I'm for you, you're more than able, you're more than a conqueror, you're able to overcome, that you will, I, he will be with me. But if I had all those negative thoughts to just surround my world that's who I've become but I thank God that he reminded me of what he thinks about me and God thinks the same thing about you you are loved you are appreciated God has special plans for you he says it over and over again that you are not forgotten your pain your hurt your anxiety your depression that's not who you are Yes, you've gone through a difficult season, 
But let God's word and God's thoughts about you bring you through into a place of victory. Rather than dwelling on those thoughts of negativity, let God's thoughts about you, his positiveness about your life and who he thinks about you begin to shape your thinking so you can navigate through and come out in a different way. That's what Paul is trying to communicate to us. Because you can never stop what people say about you. However, you can choose to believe what God says about you. And not what people say about you. I cannot overstress how important this is. Your life is always going to be moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. That's the battle. Almost every battle... The marriage that you have is the result of the thoughts that you think. Your financial standing in life is a result of the thoughts that you think, the mindset that you have. The joy that you have or the lack of joy that you have is about the thoughts that you think about yourself. Begin to focus on what God has called you to and not what everyone else says about you. And if you can get that right, you begin to break those bars of your prison cell And set you free. So the first thing I want you to do. I want to give you two things. Two very simple things. That we're going to work on today. And the first thing I want you to do. Is identify the number one stronghold. That's holding you back. What is a stronghold? It's a prisoner locked by deception. It's the lie. It's the deception. It's what enemy is using. To keep you from living the life that God wants you to live. Maybe it's just self-talk, you know? You know what self-talk is? What you talk about yourself. I don't think I'm able. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm capable. I don't think I'll be able to overcome this. I guess I'm meant to fail. I guess I won't get that promotion. I guess people at work just don't like me. I guess I have to struggle my life. I guess I'll never be able to achieve anything. That's self-talk. I can't trust anybody. What they did to me, they hurt me, they damaged me. I'm never going to be in the job that I like. I'm never going to have the person that loves me for who I am. I'm never going to have enough. All of these things. I need you to identify your biggest stronghold. What is the lie? Maybe someone said it to you. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's a circumstance. Whatever it may be. It's the lie that's holding you captive. See, the reality is this. Whenever you have a thought, your brain literally redesigns itself around that thought. Did you know that? Science tells us this. There's a changing chemical makeup that happens in your brain. Every single thought you think creates a neurochemical reaction that creates a neural pathway in your brain. Right? And when you think that thought, it creates this connection. And the more you think that thought, the stronger that pathway becomes. What happens is like your brain creates a pathway. And think about it. If I'm walking on a a green lawn and if I walk this path up and down every single day for two hours every day, what's going to happen to the grass? It creates a pathway, right? Because I'm using it constantly, I'm up and down. And that's what happens in your brain. Every time you think a thought, it creates a neural pathway that goes up and down. And the more you think that thought, the stronger that pathway becomes. Whether it's a positive thought or a negative thought, it goes up and down. It creates a pathway. And your brain actually feeds into this. It gives you a legal drug called dopamine. It's like, you know, when you get a like on Facebook... Your brain feeds you dopamine. And the likes you see, it feeds you dopamine because then you become addicted. It's like I have to go on Instagram right now and see how many likes I got. I have to be on Facebook and see how many people liked it. Your brain feeds you dopamine. It's creating pathways that are strong, become strongholds in your life. Because the more you do it, the stronger it becomes. The more you think about that thought, the stronger it becomes. The more you think about that negative saying that person said about you, the stronger it becomes. And you're creating pathways in your life that become strongholds eventually. Because you're just feeding into that thought over and over 
and over again. And so, how do you stop that pathway from happening? Guess what? You take a new path. (laughs) And a simple way of saying that is that you think a new thought. Stop thinking that thought and think something else. Remember what Paul says, you can take every thought that is in disobedience to Christ and make it come into obedience. You have the divine power from God to stop thinking that way and change the way you think into the way God wants you to think about yourself and not follow that beaten path. Create new pathways in your life that feed into the life that you want to live and you'll be what God has called you to be because you're thinking his thoughts about you and not negative things about you. The more you walk the path, the easier it becomes to travel. So rather than thinking people don't like me, Start thinking, God loves me. Rather than thinking, everyone hates me, think, but God loves me. Anytime you have a negative thought trying to force itself into your brain, brain, you take that thought, you put it under lock and key, and you kick it out. You say, that's not what I want to believe. I'm going to believe this thought. God loves me. God's for me. He has my future planned out. I trust him, and I'm not going to fail. Here's Paul's advice again. It comes to us from Romans this time. He says this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why is he saying that over and over again? He tells tells us us in Corinthians, and he tells us again in his letter to Romans. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind mind. Science puts it this way. Rewire your brain. God puts it this way. Renew your mind. It's the same thing. Choose to think God's way by knowing what he thinks about you. I'm choosing a different path. I believe God is with me. I believe he's for me. I believe he loves me. I believe I'm blessed. I believe God's spirit is dwelling with me. I believe that Jesus is the way maker of my life. I believe that God hears my prayers. I believe that he'll never leave me or forsake me. I believe that he's always with me. And that's what he says about you. It's not just something from the ether that you can just materialize. It's God's promise to you, his words to you, that he speaks over and over again over your life. Believe it because he says it. Start thinking that way. How do you change your life? You change your thinking away from the lies of the enemy and reprogram with God's truth. And scripture tells us about this over and over again. Paul says, do not conform to the pattern, but be renewed in your mind. My assignment for you is to identify the stronghold that's holding you back. Just one of them, the strongest one. What's yours? And number two is, if you cannot define it, you cannot defeat it. Do you want to be free? Here's the second thing. I want you to name the truth that demolishes your stronghold. I can't give it to you because whatever your stronghold is different from mine. But God's truth is there to counteract that stronghold. It's there for every single thing you think. So identify your stronghold. If you can't define it, you can't defeat it. And number two is I want you to name the truth that demolishes it. What's the truth? We're not going to travel the old unhealthy, unhelpful path. Instead, we're going to say, that is the lie, and here's the truth. And Paul puts it again. I want to read this whole passage to you one more time. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Therefore, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. The Apostle Paul struggled with his thoughts. But on the last days when he was locked up in that Roman prison, he wrote some words that are outworldly, that don't make sense to the situation that he's in. Because he's going to die, but he says, I'm free. 
He can speak such profound things, even though he's physically under lock and key, but his mind has been set free. Listen, church, our weapons have divine, heavenly power. God has given us power to demolish every thought of negativity, to crush and destroy strongholds. So what do we do? We demolish them. We destroy them by thinking things that God has about us. We take hold of those situations. We We don't let them rule our lives. We let God's spirit that raised Jesus from the dead also speak life into us. And we live in the freedom. I don't want you to keep traveling that beaten path of wrong thinking. I want you to be free. Do you want to be free? Paul tells us that. Every time you think what God thinks about you, you're setting yourself free. And if you have that truth dwelling in you, if you have God's spirit comforting you, if you have God's spirit guiding you, convicting you, encouraging you, empowering you, you can be free. I'll remind you again, you cannot have a positive life if you have a negative mind. Free your mind and the rest will follow. There's a song. Look it up. So I need you to break out of your prison. Do you want to break out of your prison? Do you want to have a prison break from all the things that are going on in your life? Well, set yourself free. And ultimately... The truth of the matter is, if you don't know Jesus, you don't have access to divine power that can change your thinking. Because he is the chain breaker. He is the way maker. We sang that song. He is the way maker. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Because he is the way maker. Paul understood this. He got set free because he decided to follow Jesus. And so all of us, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never made that commitment in your life to personally decide to follow Jesus, you're going to be struggling. That's just the truth of the matter. Paul defines it so clearly. He says, we don't have to wrestle the way people that don't know Jesus wrestle. And so there's different ways. He says, we wrestle in a different way because we have access to divine power that comes down. God's power gives us access to set us free. But if you don't have that access, then you're going to struggle for the rest of your life. And maybe some of you, before you came to Jesus, you've tried different things, haven't you? You've worked out ways. You've put financial planning together. You've put down five-year plans, 10-year plans, 15-year plans. You've tried to get it all together, but somehow it just doesn't work out. Because you don't have access to divine power. So decide your main priority. Follow Jesus. Because he gives you divine power. To set you free from the prison of your mind. And you can have a real prison break in your life. Amen. Amen. As always I'm going to leave you with two questions. So I want you to read 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 to 6. It's not a long verses. Read it this week. Write it down. Don't stare at me. <laughs> Write it down. Second Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 6. And then question one that I posed in the message was, what is the one stronghold that's holding you back? What's been keeping you down? Holding you hostage? Keeping you prisoner? Making you anxious? Nervous? Stressed? Depressed? Locked down? Can't seem to break through? feel like your life's over, feel like that's it. This is just going to be the rest of my life this way. What is that stronghold? What is that thought that keeps reoccurring? What's that situation that keeps reoccurring in your life? What's preventing you from enjoying life? Every time you think that things are moving ahead, this thought, this situation comes into your life. Maybe people talked about you. Maybe people hurt you. Maybe those thoughts are keeping you prisoner. Maybe it's a situation that you've gone through. What is that stronghold that's in your life? Remember, it's a deception and it's a lie. God has created things for you. Life is not over. There's good things ahead of you. No matter what you've been through, no matter what people have said about you, God has better things for you. 
So don't continue in that pathway of negative thinking. And question number two, what will destroy that stronghold? The clue comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 6. Read through. Remind yourself. What is the key? What is the dynamite that God has given you to blow open those prison bars and set yourself free? It's there. You need it. Use it. Speak to yourself the words that God speaks over your life. Tell yourself who you are based on what God feels about you and not what people, no matter how close they are to you, no matter what they are, God's word has preeminence. And what he says about you, he is your true father. He is the one that formed you and created you. Listen to what he says about you and let that be the thoughts that move you in the direction. Let those be your strongest thoughts that will move you in the direction you want to go. Choose freedom. Choose God's word. Choose his life and his words over your life. Not what people say, not what situations say, but what he says. And you will truly break out of the prison of your mind. Amen? Let's stand as we close. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.